Hi, this is Mia and my song is called Green Lights and this is the Building Bridges podcast. Building Bridges. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Well, I hope we didn't promise too much, but our second MGP Heat 3 interview is following today. And uh, this time it's Mia, who of course is representing, well, not yet representing, but hoping to represent Norway with green lights. <laughs> and uh, many of you surely know her through her hit song Dynasty. And uh, I think we had a very nice chat with her. Dave, how did you like it? We did, except um, I'm allergic to cats, and she brought her cat along for the interview, which caused a few issues, but was was still pretty nice. Yeah, and she sent us an email, he's called uh, Nurste, I think it's pronounced, uh, and it means uh, like a ball of yarn, I think that's such a cute name for a cat. I love her just for that. Uh, <laughs> you can tell who's the cat person on the team. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know the struggle and recording with cats is always a challenge. You have to tape them on the wall somewhere <laughs> so they stand yeah. still. Um, but despite the best efforts of the cat to disrupt the interview, we still had a lovely chat with her. Um, the, the thing that I found odd was that uh, NRK uh, recently put out um, an article about her that said that she's not known in Norway. And I think most fans, well, again, most, most music people around the world would remember Dynasty from what, 2015, 2016, whenever that was, yeah. almost 10 years ago. Um, and that blew up and, and she became so well known, but it apparently didn't take off in Norway. Um, I think it's more, you know, that the song is known pretty much internationally and maybe she as an artist wasn't that known. Maybe Norwegians know the song, but wouldn't know that she's from Norway. That's yeah, that uh, often the case with Europeans when they sing in English and then like, what? They're from my country. Amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, we also had some staging ideas already. And uh, well, I don't want to take too much away. Let's hear it from Mia. So thank you, Mia, for joining us today and uh, for agreeing to see us. Um, before we talk MGP and green lights and everything, we have to quickly talk about... Uh, Dynasty as well. I think this is the song that puts you on the map and it must be a very special song for you, right? Yes. Uh. I'm really sorry to interrupt, but I have to... So sorry, but my cat is like... And this is the dumbest thing ever, but he is like climbing behind the couch, so I just need to like pull the couch out. Yeah, sorry. I know. That's as well. Because <laughs> he's, he's like... Yeah, an idiot. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dynasty, of course, means a lot to me because it was my breakthrough and it is the reason why I can, you know, do music full time. And, and also, uh, you know, that song gave me like a huge fan base as well. And they have been like so loyal and excited for yeah almost a decade so that song definitely means a lot yeah strong fan base is always important for 
competitions like that too, where people yeah. can vote for you. Yeah, and uh, they are very like eager for more, you know? <laughs> yeah, and we, we caught you in the, in the comment section of the YouTube video for it. You were interacting recently, right, with, with some of the fans, because I just had the, was it the 10th anniversary of the release? Yeah, it's, I always forget, like, uh, what date or, like, what month it was, was released, but I think it's 10 years ago now. Wow. I think it is. So, yeah, and the comment section on YouTube, <laughs> they, it's, they, they're commenting every day, and I try to, like, answer, answer my YouTube comments as much as possible because I think it's very like important to interact with fans and I think it's I think it's really fun and like it's so nice to like see what the song has meant to them you know yeah so I found even even more shocking than that when I was preparing for this um, obviously like D Dynasty was huge I mean it was on the radio here in Canada and then I find this um, article the other day from NRK, and it was from last year when you were getting ready to release your EP. And it said, you know, like, here's Mia, and she's got these millions of streams and all these followers, but Norwegians don't know her. So, yeah. so did the EP last year help a little bit with that, or is uh, your, your MGP debut this year kind of along the same lines to try and introduce yourself to your, your home country? Uh, well, good question. Uh, last year, you know, I released four singles and then um, eventually the EP. So I think that definitely uh, contributed to, like, at least making me a bit more visible because I was played uh, on the radio a lot and I just got to, like, know a lot of new people and uh, had some good, like, interviews and reviews and stuff. So... So I think definitely that that helped a bit, but at the same time, I released it independently, you know, so it's like I didn't have any major label pushing pushing the EP or any label at all, you know, so, um, so yeah, I think MGP is a lot more, like, out there, you know, because it's, it's something a lot of people watch and, and also a bit more, like, uh, mainstream. You know, mm. like my EP was, uh, it's called Inner Voices Speaking. And it was, of course, pop, like, but still may maybe a tiny bit more indie or like, yeah, alternative. Speaking of MGP, um, I mean, you're at the same time, you're getting back to your home country, but yet again, you're showing or you're showcasing your your talent with uh, with international audience as well. This is why we are here today as well. Mm -hmm. But um, as we said, green lights, uh, it's your MGP entry. Can you take us maybe through how it was created and what a song means to you or in general? What does it mean? Yeah. Yeah, the song was uh, given to me, uh, so um, I was asked to sing sing it, you know. Uh, so at first, when I heard it, it was uh, very different from what it is now. So it was even more, in my ears, it was even more Disney and even more like a pink pop feeling, uh, which is not really my style, uh, but I still heard you know, I, I liked the melody and I felt something that maybe I could like make it mine, you know. 
So I asked, or I didn't ask, I said, if, I, if I'm going to say yes, I have to go into the studio and, and really like work on the song and figure out my way to do the song. So did you I, contribute uh, also to, to changing the arrangement when, because you said you didn't like the, the, I mean, you didn't, you liked the melody, but it wasn't your style at first. Did you contribute to in terms of, you know, changing the production so it fits you better? Yeah, definitely. I have a producer that I work with, which he's called uh, Benjamin Benjamin Fada, uh, and we worked together the last year. And uh, I feel like he understands me very well, so I needed him with me, and we did change like everything from chords to the whole production almost. So the build-up is pretty much the same, but. Yeah, it's hard to like. We did a lot with it, you know, mm. and uh, because I needed a bit more uh, melancholy uh, and just like more put my soul into it, you know, and uh, and I also wrote uh, a bit on on the bridge part because mm. uh, I I love uh, bridges <laughs> and uh, it wasn't really a bridge in the original song. So uh, that is maybe like the most different thing that I did, but it's fun. it was a fun challenge because I usually don't do stuff like that. I usually write stuff from scratch, and yeah, so it was it was fun to to do something completely different. Yeah, I mean, I would have never guessed that it was a pop song. I wouldn't describe it as pop as <laughs> no, at all. right? Um, <laughs> My first reaction when I heard it was like, this sounds so Scandinavian. And yeah. this is why I think it would fit to Eurovision as well, because uh, I don't know if you've seen the stage in Malmö, but it's like the theme is the Northern Lights. So Oh, it is? Yeah, oh so which God. song is <laughs> better than Green Lights? But I guess yeah. that, you have that in mind, right? <laughs> you... Ooh, yeah, stars align again. This, uh, this is good. <laughs> That's so cool. Be. How do you know that, that it's staged like that? I feel like you guys know so many Eurovision secrets. Yeah, uh, they published like, the stage isn't built yet, obviously, but they, like the design for the stage was released a few weeks ago. And okay, cool. It's, yeah, it's not green lights necessarily, but of course you can put your individual lights on it, but it's like uh, purple, blueish, and it's, mm -hmm. oh yeah. I don't know if you can see. Oh, cool. That's what they want. Really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, speaking of your upcoming performance, did you get to have a big say on what you want your staging to look like? Um, is there, since we're speaking of, you know, lights and stuff, can we expect like lots of green lights and, you know, <laughs> what kind of performance are you preparing for MVP? Uh, well, Firstly, I got uh, to decide a lot myself, or the team uh, were very uh, like uh, um, concerned with like my idea. Like they were very like they wanted to hear uh, first my thoughts and my kind of vision uh, because they wanted to come from the artist as much as possible, which I think is really really important. Uh, mainly because I love when things are as authentic as possible and when you really get to 
see the artist and uh, the artist, what the artist is feeling, you know, through the through the song and through the performance. So I definitely like I didn't have a lot of vision for the performance at first. It took a while be before that kind of came to me. But I had like a huge mood board, so uh, and a very specific mood board. So uh, they were the team were from the start. So so. Uh, kind of just super excited and really like yeah eager to hear my thoughts so that was that was really cool to be respected in that way you know it's not always that you get that kind of respect in this business and hurt right so it's good it's good, it's good to be it's good that you that yeah, you that people hurt. hear you yeah yeah really and and we were basically all on the same page also so that was really cool uh, so it's going to be uh, a very, uh, like, heavy uh, lighting show, uh, as I've understood it. I haven't, uh, like, seen exactly how how it's going to look. But, of course, I know the references I have given them and what they have given me. So I think that will be really awesome. Uh, of course, I won't see <laughs> everything <laughs> on stage, which sucks. But they will show me like on beforehand how it, how it's gonna look. And uh, yeah, as I've uh, as I've always said, like when I talk about my live performances, I want I want it to be uh, just as real as I can possibly make it. You know, I'm trying really hard to focus on what I feel in the moment and get that out there as much, much as possible and then mm. hopefully hopefully make people feel something, you know, instead of focusing on this has to be perfect or, yeah, you know, yeah. this has to be uh, cool, you know, <laughs> it will be cool and it will be like really great if it's real, you know. So speaking of the stage, uh, at the time we're speaking, MGP has already started, and some artists are all about it, and they watch everything, and they want to size up the competition, and some of the other artists we've spoken to, no, they haven't watched, they just kind of want to focus on their own on their own thing. So where do you fall on this? Did you watch the show at all yet? Yeah, I did see it this Saturday, and uh, I haven't uh, seen, like, MGP in years, I think, uh, because it's like I don't really watch a lot of TV. I watch more films and series, so it's 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 a uh, it's just like it's not um, with intention that I mm. haven't watched it. But I have watched Eurovision though the last couple of years, and so this was the first time in a long time, and uh, I think it's really nice because it's. It is kind of small, these first uh, Delphi knowledge, you know? So it's cool because uh, everybody is very human, I think. Everybody is very... Uh, it's not like a big... Uh, pompous, that is a word, right? Pompous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, not like, it's not like that. It's very Norwegian, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. And it was cool to see the new... Um, hosts, uh, Fredrik and Marion, because I think they seem pretty excited about being the new hosts. Yeah. So I just 
loved like to see how excited they were yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, and the performances of course were really great I think I think uh, there are so many great artists in uh, this year and very variated and I didn't get that nervous you know by watching it like I got in the, at first I was a bit like oh my god it's now it's actually happening <laughs> and I have to be on that stage in two weeks so a bit panicked but not like not like crazy nervous either I think I will be more nervous on the actual day you know but it's coming across on TV, anyway, to me, that it just seems like everyone is so supportive and, like, it's a competition, but it doesn't come across on TV like it's very stressful. Like, hopefully when you get there, there's just all this support and all this happiness, so I think you'll be fine. I agree. Yeah. Mm. Family, almost, mm-hmm. like, family gathering or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, and- it feels a bit more like that, I think. And it should be that way because, like you, I mean, as much as we love Eurovision and anything that comes on that way, you know, I think we can all agree on that. That it's so hard to compete in music. You have like you know, gazillions of the songs being here all over. You know, since the fifties, since the Eurovision is going on. So mm-hmm. you know, but this is on the other hand, this is a great you know platform to you know. Um, meet some new artists to discover some new music so i think this is always a great idea uh and speaking of that you said that you don't watch a lot of tv but um obviously luckily eurovision can be watched also on other platforms (laughs) so um what are your favorite eurovision memories So, so what do you remember uh from the past what stayed somehow in your in your memory when you think about eurovision yeah uh it's definitely uh, Laureen, of course, like her first time doing Euphoria. Uh, that is something I remember very uh, strongly because I, th- I found Eurovision very fun to watch as a kid. Uh, mostly because I had, like, there weren't, you know, there weren't anything like yeah. it. Uh, but when uh, Laureen did Euphoria, I remember very, like, specifically because I had never seen anyone do exactly that on a stage before and the song is just so like magical so it just really hit something special in me and so that song is like still I can still cry when I hear that song (laughs) actually because it's like so emotional and Yeah. yeah This is all about music, like, and and also speaking of of um, whenever the artist decides to you know bring a song into their own language, you don't have to really, if you ask me, you don't have to understand the translation of the lyrics, but you can definitely, um, how would I say, you can connect with a song even though it's in different language, because I I would say understanding music is again another different level, and that's the best part of it, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, like for example, oh, I never remember his name, but the Portuguese uh, guy Salvador, who won. Salvador Sobral, yeah. Yeah, like that, for example. But Portuguese is also like the most beautiful language to sing in. So, but that's a, a great example, I think, because like I think anyone would be like moved in some at some level by that performance. 
uh, although you don't understand what he's yeah. saying necessarily. <laughs> music, that was his winning speech as well. It was just the music that connected with people, nothing else, nothing around yeah. Mm. yeah, that was really special. My mom, she loves that song. Yeah, um, yeah and I also actually, like I came a bit back to Eurovision, like watching it uh, during COVID, uh, really, because mm. some of my friends were like, oh, we should watch that. Maybe that'll be like, a lot of fun. And at first I was like, okay, <laughs> should we do that? <laughs> but then as I watched it, I just, I think I got like a new epiphany, uh, like or a re-epiphany, like, mm -hmm. because I, I, I don't think I had seen it since like I was, I don't know, maybe a teenager or something. Mm. But uh, then with Moana Skin, especially, I was like, wow, this is, this is, really special because just especially Moneskin's win is that you see that anybody can win this you know and it's exactly. like because there aren't many or in my opinion there aren't that many great new bands yeah. uh, but they are just like such a oh, such a great band and it's like the performance everything was just very like enchanting like they drew you or at least i was like totally drawn in when i saw them perform yeah. so yeah i i definitely think i have become a eurovision fan again you know yeah. <laughs> i'd love to ask something if they did something they actually um they actually show to the world that eurovision it's not just a space for a bubbly pop you know, uh, no. music, but it's like it's all about the, the, um, how to deliver a good song to the wider audience, and that's yeah. you know the good part of it. Right. Yeah, I think so too. And with that in mind, I'd love to ask Salvador Sobral what he thinks about Monoskin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> he might have some strong opinions. But uh, b before we go, uh, our listeners can't see, obviously, but Mia has been looking around. The I can see her eyes wandering around the room. How is the cat? Is he okay? Is he staying yeah. out of trouble? <laughs> I was checking. <laughs> he, has, he has a tendency to, uh, to uh, be up to no good when I'm <laughs> doing something important. But now he's, he's found a spot on top of a, on top of a backpack. Oh, wonderful. So, <laughs> he's, he's, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Mia, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we, of course, are very excited to see you uh, at MGP and hopefully in Malmö as well. Yeah. Um, do you maybe have some final words or a message for our listeners? Ooh, uh, well, first, I want to say thank you for being here it was really nice talking to you and uh, I think I just want to say like thank you to uh, the people I've talked to so far because there's so many people who have reached out to me and yeah just uh, rooted for me already and uh, it's really cool to see you know more of the Eurovision community and how like much love it is there uh, that's really special I think and although I have my fans from before as well, who are very loving people, it's yeah. cool to see like more coming and just talking to those people every day. It's very, very special. Yeah. 
can imagine. Thank you so much and good luck for Heat 3. And we'll be in touch, we'll have all fingers crossed for you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much once again to Mia and of course also to uh, Nöste <laughs> for the guest appearance. I can't believe her favorite artist is Salvador Sobral. That's that was an interesting thing. I I came out of left field. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, I think Salvador is one of these artists who's more uh, popular with the non-Eurovision fans, or at least with the fans who aren't that invested. Because you know, many are of course hold a grudge against him after the things he said about Eurovision afterwards. But um... oh my god, I rewatched 2017 this weekend <laughs> and just when the voting started like because he got so many 12 points the camera yeah. was on him all the time and the the faces he was making and the comments you could see he was kind of mouthing to his, yeah it, knowing what i know now going back and looking at it it just it angers the blood let's yeah. say but um, but you can't deny it's in the past the musical quality of his song yeah. and uh... some of us can <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's why i understand this and i you know, Mia told us she hasn't been really following Eurovision that much in the recent years. So, um, of course, that's a song that, you know, stays in mind. I am very happy with this interview. And uh, I hope if she goes to uh, Malmö, she takes our staging ideas with the green Scandinavian lights. Because, um, of course, that's our idea. Nobody could have thought of that with the no, green lights. No, nobody thought of that. And I'm sure SVT doesn't already have it pre-programmed. No. I can reveal that this is also not going to be our last interview for Heat 3. So stay tuned. And yeah, we, we might have another surprise tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Promote our socials quickly. Building Bridges Pod pretty much everywhere. And our website is buildingbridgespod.com. Check that out. And we hear you tomorrow, hopefully. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.